Do-do-do-do. Welcome back to Cop Monologuing, episode four. This week, uh, we're talking about the Lego Batman movie. I'm Errol Koenig. And I'm Ryan Kunzer. Uh, so let's get started with some news, shall we? All right. My personal favorite mo- news for this week, uh, the uh, Infinity Wars has started production. Yay! So we got a nice little promo video of behind the set, including mm-hmm. uh, Tony Stark and Spider-Man and Star-Lord all standing uh-huh. together, yeah. <laughs> looking pretty yeah. cool. Because they're all there, and they're all going to be in a movie together. Yeah! They're all going to be friends. I mean, hopefully, and then, but I think so. Well, then I'll join them, and I'll be friends with them, too. Because <laughs> that's... Please, Marvel? Please. Besides the point. Um, but yeah, so they did have a uh, a cool video. Um, I also saw a couple behind-the-scenes conversations with uh, uh, with the directors, uh, the Russo brothers uh, and Kevin Feige, mm-hmm. um, talking about what it's like building the world where uh, where all the characters are after uh, Civil War um, and like how they needed the characters to be separate and you know how they respond to this and how they're going to go and, you know, yeah. what they're about to do before the movie starts yeah. um so it's a bunch of really interesting stuff um so definitely check out those videos i am super excited um about everything in general but about what, everything in general. what about this in particular uh infinity wars yes yeah okay. i am very excited so yeah all right moving so. on uh we have some uh new dead uh pool rumors ryan the rumor is that in addition to Cable, who we already knew was going to be there, mm-hmm. uh, Domino is also going to be part of the movie. Uh, so Domino is another X-Men character, I think, right? Yeah, it, it, uh, Domino uh, is one of the characters that often uh, is with uh, Deadpool and Cable. Uh, she runs in similar crowds. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't read that much with Domino in it. Uh, however, uh, she is a beloved character for all the Deadpool diehards. So, okay, I must be a Deadpool casual because the Deadpool I've read, she has not been in. Yeah. So, um, but I'm excited. I think that'll be uh, cool. Uh, I'm a little bit interested in seeing how they do it, especially because the first Deadpool was, you know, in in its in the core of course was a love story. Yeah. Uh, and Domino is, you know, from my my extensive minutes of research, uh, <laughs> Domino sometimes plays as a romantic interest uh, interest to uh, to wait to Deadpool. Um, and it'll be interesting to see if how they'll deal with that. If you know if they're just gonna get rid of the love story from the first movie, or if they're gonna build on it, add a little bit of love triangle stuff yeah. in there, love square if they want to get Cable in it. <laughs> Even though I'm not necessarily sure how willing Cable will be participating. Yeah, he doesn't seem like a kind of guy who would be into that. Yeah. Uh, but it should be cool. I'm, I'm excited. Uh, that's that's on top of um, some rumors that, you know, Piers Brosnan uh, was one of the frontrunners for Cable. Yeah. Uh, so getting getting a former James Bond, uh, if it happens, would be pretty cool in that role. Um, but we'll have to see. There's lots of cool stuff coming up. Uh, with those characters, um, and I'm excited to see where they take it. Yeah. So next up, we have some Guardians of the Galaxy news. Uh, In particular, they had a screening Mm -hmm. recently, a test screening, and the movie was scored a 
perfect 100. I I don't like this. You don't? I mean, I do. <laughs> but just for myself personally, mm-hmm. it's I I think it might be getting my hopes up too high. Like I I am afraid that I'm going to walk into this movie thinking it's going to be the greatest thing ever and I'm going to leave thinking this was a good movie. But yeah. disappointed rather than coming and saying, okay, hopefully this is a good movie. And it's like, oh my God, this is the greatest movie ever. Or, oh my God, this was a, a really great movie. And depending on where my expectations are coming into it. Yeah. Uh, you know, however, if it turns out that this extremely rare, rare uh, 100 test screening uh, translate uh, translates to my enjoyment of the film, then... This is like my favorite news of of, of everything we're going to talk about today. Yeah. Just just because I, I love Guardians as of right now, Guardians is my favorite or is one of my favorite movies, my favorite superhero movie. Uh huh. Um. So if they could, if uh, James Gunn can do Guardians two, uh, justice, which I have no doubt he will, if he can do it as well as these test scores uh, say, uh, I'm really excited to see. How, yeah. How, how that happens. Yeah, so, so for some context, uh, Iron Man 3 and Avengers both got in, like, the high 90s on this uh, test screening. Uh, mm. Deadpool got a 96. Mm-hmm. So depending on what you thought of Iron Man 3, I think it's kind of whether it'll be a good movie or an amazing movie is kind of up to you. Yeah. Well, that being said... Um, I know there's other movies, and I think I talk about this on uh, one of the earlier podcasts uh, with, um, what's it called, uh, Hidden Figures. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I talked about how that, that had different test screenings and how you know it kept on getting better and the different mar- markets they showed. That didn't get a perfect score, but that was also in the 90s. And also, and just to comment on the Iron Man 3, yeah, uh, I thought that was a good movie. I am one of the few uh, defenders of... <laughs> of uh of the mandarin uh or his portrayal ben kingsley portrayal of the mandarin i loved it i thought it was hilarious uh i know a lot of people that disagree with me i'm so glad we're on the same page here because uh, i love that too i loved it so much it was it was so funny i was cracking up uh mm-hmm. i had fr- my, the friends that i saw it with not as impressed <laughs> i thought it was great yeah um, so I loved that just because they spent all the trailers and all the the hype up to it, building the Mandarin as the main villain, and then mm-hmm. just nope, never mind. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I mean, in some sense, the Mandarin is the main is one of the main villains of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, however, it's not Ben Kingsley's Mandarin. Yeah. And I just think the fact that it's just such an you know such a great actor that they are bringing to. Uh, to a role that seems so serious and such a crucial part, but then actually turning it into something, uh, you know, funny. I, I really like that, but you know, yeah. So, but we're talking about guardians of the galaxy now. Oh yeah. Which, you know, I'm also very excited. About. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah. Well, speaking of guardians of the galaxy, uh, they had their new trailer released during the super bowl. Yes. And, lo- and cause, cause we record this a couple days before we release the podcast. Uh, this is the first one we're doing since the Super Bowl, uh, since the Patriots won the Super Bowl, uh, the best team in the entire universe. Uh, 
<coughs> biased. <coughs> I am not. I I am extremely biased, and Tom Brady's the greatest human of all time. But that's besides the point. You just killed half our listeners, man. I mean, so what? We'll deal with three listeners. I guess. <laughs> that's fine by me. Um, that being said, uh, during the Super Bowl, there was a whole bunch of trailers that uh, came out, um, which uh, some of them I watched, uh, some of them I didn't, um, because of my. Uh, because of my uh, weird habits with with, with trailers, um, so I think yeah. just just talk, talking about them because yeah. I assume you've watched. Yeah, I've um, seen at least, at least the big ones. Yeah, I think I've seen most of these. So uh, let's see. There was Cure for Wellness, which I don't think I saw, but I keep seeing other trailers for and confused by this movie. Uh, well, it's I don't know that much about it. It's a uh, horror type movie with um oh, i forget the actor's name uh i feel oh i know i know it and i just thought it a second ago but then i forgot it um he's also uh gonna be in valerian um as the lead guy and he's also the lead oh. guy in this movie uh-huh. i'm forgetting his name um but he was also uh the green goblin in uh the amazing spider-man 2 mm-hmm. so that helps dean dehan there we go there we go uh, yeah, Dane yeah. DeHaan. yeah uh so he he's a good actor, and in these you know these trailers, I'm not a horror movie fan, uh, even less so for Ryan. Yeah. Um. Uh, but it it looks interesting, and it I, I don't know. It's yeah. I don't think either of us will be watching it just because we don't like scary things. But if you like things that can be scary, uh, this one looks pretty good. Yeah, it seems like a uh mental kind of scary not like a jump yeah. scare kind of scary a psychological thriller. that's the word i'm looking for yeah um so i mean maybe if it turns out that it's you know really great which I, hopefully it is if it turns out to be really great and it's like you know accessible for scaredy pants uh, <laughs> such as ourselves um then i might uh, go and see it yeah um so uh what else uh, Baywatch. um yep. super excited for zach efron dwayne the rock johnson Across the board, the the cast is all extremely attractive uh, and also relatively talented as far as acting yeah. goes. Um, so uh, that is exciting. Uh, also, um, former Hopkins alum, uh, Mark Swift, uh, who I've, I've actually talked to a couple of times, super nice, uh, super great writer, uh, wrote, uh, was one of the writers on this film. Um, oh. And yeah, so... Uh, I'm hoping that he did a great job. Uh, so far from the trailers, it looks pretty good. So yeah, I um, just laughed watching this trailer because you know it's all these you know normal sized people, and then the Rock just shows up and yeah. is twice as big as anybody else. Yes, and the other people are still relatively big. Yeah, <laughs> just the Rock is you know not human. He's a Rock. He's, yeah, he's yeah, yeah. Yes. Speaking of the Rock. Uh, yeah. The Fate of the Ooh, Furious. Good transition. Good transition. Yeah. So The Fate of Furious also had a trailer in the Super Bowl. Uh, I'll be honest, I have never seen any of these movies. Oh, okay. And have no affiliation with this franchise. Well, I, like you, have never seen any of these movies up until uh, Furious 7, uh-huh. I think. Yeah. Um, which I actually really enjoyed. Um, maybe not as much as other people who have, you know, stuck with the franchise since it was terrible. <laughs> um, uh-huh. but 
it, it was a good movie. It was a, it was a real it was a crazy heist movie. You know, they had a car jumping, uh, like from a hundred feet in a uh, hundred stories in the air, across mm. buildings to like ninety eight stories in the air. It's <laughs> just ridiculous stunts that I don't even know yeah. how they do it. Um, but it's I'm kind of excited to see uh how they how they move forward. Uh, oh yeah, uh, w- with it. Um. So yeah, this franchise will be around a long time, I think, just because the stunts they do are just incredible. Yeah, just how they do it, and just as as the year goes on, even though it seems like there's no way they can think of crazier <laughs> stuff that they can throw out with cars. Yep, there's gonna be new technology, new innovations, and they'll figure out a way of how to make a car jump from one plane onto another plane through a helicopter. Uh, I think you're and... about to get hired for the next script, man. I know, right? <laughs> so excited. Yeah. Uh but yeah. Uh so I'm I'm excited for uh Fate of the Furious, um which by the way, I love the title. Oh, it's so great. Uh the, the, I mean, the title itself eh, but Fate F8 F8. Uh I F8. didn't even notice that. Fate. <laughs> it's I like the, like when I first heard the title I was like, "Oh, this is kind of stupid, kind of sappy, kind of Whatever. It was a little sappy, a little badass, but um, now you point that out. Yeah, but I, I was when I watched. I think the first trailer in one of the movies, and in, in the, the movie theaters, I forget what movie I was seeing, but I just saw like F eight, and then they bring it up to like the top of the screen. And it goes the fate of the furious. I was like, how did I not pick that up? <laughs> it's, ugh, but yeah. So uh, the next one should be cool, um, and then. Uh, a couple more. Uh, let's skip down to uh, John Wick Chapter Two, uh, which just came out um, this past weekend. Yeah. Uh, is doing pretty well financially, extremely well critically. I think it has a ninety. So it's in the nineties on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. Uh, fans, you know, really like it. It's 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 one of those sequels to uh, to a good action movie that live up to its predecessor. So. Granted, I haven't seen either of these movies. <laughs> I really want to. It's near the top of my list of things to get to. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Um, then after that, uh, Life. Life had a uh, spot. That's Jake uh, Hall and Ryan Reynolds going back to Deadpool uh, in space. Um, I don't know much about it. I think I was too nervous from watching the Patriots. Uh, yeah, you were quite distracted. I was this quite point. distracted at this point. Uh, I don't really remember the trailer that well, but I do enjoy Ryan Reynolds and I do enjoy Jake Gyllenhaal. So, yep, I can't yeah. complain. Yeah, this is kind of sci-fi horror-ish, I think. I so, mean, as with most space, which makes me movies. cry. I need more good space movies. Yeah. Well, this one's supposed to be solid. Okay. Um, or from what I've heard, it's supposed to be pretty good, but we won't know that until it comes out. Um, then after that. Uh, we have <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men, Tell No Tales. Um, so uh, I just, I'm so tired of Pirates of the Caribbean movies. I am not because I haven't seen any of them. What? Yeah. Uh, it's a, what because I am like you, a scaredy pants, mm-hmm. a scaredy baby, something like that. Something like that. Whatever way you want to label me as someone that doesn't like scary things. Um, when I was little, I was terrified of these movies, so I never watched them. And I got older, and I was like, Alana, my sister, uh, I don't like scary movies. Do you think I'd be able to watch Pirates of the Caribbean? He's like, well, it's not your kind of scary. I don't think you'd, eh. 
Yeah. And then I got to the point where, you know, I could watch it. Um, uh, and by point where I could watch it, it's like the point where I've kind of given up on scary things and I'll watch it on my computer and hold, <laughs> just maybe yeah. close the window and just listen for like a couple minutes if it gets besides the point. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I've never watched any of the Pirates uh, movies. However, uh, coming into this movie, um, the first trailer, uh, I was actually kind of excited for it. It had Harvey, uh, Javier Bardem as this undead person walking onto a ship with a whole bunch of cool pirate fighting. And then he walks up to, you know, this guy in the prison cell. And, you know, it's it just kind of seemed like badass. seemed a little bit, you know, whimsical, a little bit. It, like, I was excited for that. When I saw this trailer, uh-huh. it was like it was advertising a different film. Yeah. Uh, it, very different feeling. It was just like, hey, look, we're making another pirate movie. Come watch it. Look, stabby, stabby. You know, look, Johnny Depp's back. And he's covered in mud this time. <laughs> um, so, you know. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, that's basically how they pitched, you know, like the last three movies. I mean, that's true. But they've been making money, so, you know. Yep. I can't fault Disney. them for making more, but I can fault myself if I go and see this. That is true. Well, I, you know, as the case with all of these movies, I am hopeful that they're all great. Because if they're great, then I'll watch them and then I'll enjoy them. And, you know, the more good movies that there are, the happier I'll be. Fair enough. Um, okay. Then we have Transformers of Last Night, uh, which is the last Michael Bay Transformers. Is it? Um, yeah, which, uh, depending on your views of Michael Bay, is either exciting or really exciting. <laughs> um, actually, Mike, Michael Bay uh, has done okay work uh, with some of his other things. Like, I enjoyed the first Transformers, but yeah, I think he's he's enjoying his paycheck from the other four. So, yep, yeah. So, um, so again, hopefully this movie's good, but low expectations. Same. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have Ghost in the Shell, which is Scarlett Johansson as a, uh, I, I don't really know. It's like a cyborg type thing. Uh, I, it's from yeah. a Japanese, uh, manga. Um, I think I said that right. Yes. Manga. 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 One of those two. Manga. Probably not that. Not that? Okay. <laughs> but yeah, so it's from, it's from that. Uh, it is a contra- uh, a slightly controversial film because Scarlett Johansson is white. And the main character is, at least in the comics, not. Yeah. Um, granted, it is a cyborg, so what's it allows for a little bit of yeah, you know, f- freedom. But eh, it's it's still a little sketchy. Um, I think the one thing that I remembered from this trailer that really stood out to me is that they were finally able to uh, implement in real life the uh, the the comic um, the the way. Uh, boobs look on <laughs> uh, female comic book characters, but like uh-huh. in an actual movie, uh, which you know, I I don't know how yeah. people will, will view that. Um, but it's it, that that's that's something that struck me as that's something that doesn't seem natural, something that doesn't seem like yeah, maybe the perfect choice for the character. Yeah, I saw this trailer, or I saw whatever the first trailer was, and just. It felt like an excuse to have Scarlett Johansson running around more or less naked for two hours. Yeah. So, not entirely impressed with that one. That being said, it probably will make a lot of money because people will pay to see. It's very see true. So you know, again, hope it's good. Not sure how well it'll do. Uh, so then the last two that we are going to talk about, I haven't watched. 
uh, either one of these. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 and Logan. Yeah. Um, the reason I have not watched these is when it comes to movies and movie franchises that I really love, I, I can't watch the trailers. Because you don't want to spoil it for yourself? I mean, or expectations or what? Well, it's partly I don't want to spoil it for myself. Um, but also because I know, for me, I like to experience a movie when I go in, I guess, to watch it as fresh as possible. Yeah. Because, like, in trailers, they, you know, maybe each trailer has one funny joke. Like, one new funny joke. Um, I mean, in the case of Guardians, because it's a, it's a relative comedy. Yeah. Um, you know, and each one has, like, a new funny joke. And, it, you know, after, like, three, four trailers... It adds up, and, you know, maybe the movie has ten really funny scenes, and they cover three of them in the trailer. And it's... You miss out on a it, lot. It, it loses some of its value when you're watching it for the second time in the theater. Yeah. Um, so that's why I often avoid uh, seeing trailers, you know, as best I can. Like, for, for, for Guardians during the Super Bowl, I may or may not have been covering my ears and looking down uh, and, like saying la 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 I can't hear anything just because yeah. I, I didn't want to I didn't want to hear amusing. anything I didn't want to spoil anything I mean the thing with Guardians and also for Spider-Man because these are characters that I love so much uh-huh. I did give in for the very first teaser, teaser trailer uh, just because yeah. I needed to get a little <laughs> to go, a, li- a little bit of a, mm-hmm. just a little fix a little bit of my Guardians and Spidey fix Yep. Just to tie myself over until we get to the summer yep. when they're both coming out. I know. I'm so excited. But yeah, so uh, so that, I mean, for Guardians and also for Logan, I avoided that. Logan I'm less attached to, but I think this movie is going to be really good. They're taking a more serious tone. It's, you know, they're going rated R, which I think probably is the right way to do Wolverine in, yeah. in all of its glory. So. That's mm-hmm. exciting. I also really like the X twenty three story arc. Um, I haven't read it, but uh, in the comics, but I really like just the concept of this is going to be so much more of a family movie. Yeah. Uh, in the sense that it's like a family going through with uh, Professor X, uh, Wolverine, and X twenty three. So those yeah. are movies that I'm really excited about. Yeah, I think the way this that Logan was described to me it was it was a family movie that happened to have Wolverine in it, sort of yes. thing. Yes, I agree with that very much. Yes, it's um, just also you know rated R and probably has a lot of blood and cursing yeah, and, in it. And so. if I'm not mistaken, it's based off of the uh, Old Man Logan uh, story arc in the comics, okay. which is known by some of the fans as one of the most, one of the best, one of the most gritty. Okay, uh, and it's it's a it's a good one. So definitely looks gritty. Uh, I need to check it out. Uh, at least the comic arc. Um, that's that's something on my list of things to get to, but. Yeah. So. Yeah, so those were, I guess, the biggest trailers during the Super Bowl. Yeah. Speaking of trailers, Iron Fist also dropped their first trailer for their next Netflix TV show, which is coming out pretty soon. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think, at least for myself. Uh, did I, you watch it? I did watch it. Okay. Uh, my rules for TV and for movies are very different, or are a little different. Uh-huh. When they released, you know, for Iron Fist, for I mean, Daredevil, for... Jessica Luke Jones. Cage, or, Jessica yeah. Jones, exactly. When they release those trailers, they're releasing the trailer for the entire season. Mm-hmm. I think that if they, if you have one two-minute clip of all of like the whole show, it's like they're not giving away that much. It's a thirteen-hour 
marathon, uh-huh. and they're only taking away two minutes. Even though some of the it might be like the cooler battle things, but it's harder to pick away when they're just taking away just such small little tidbits. Yeah, uh, I feel like it's not giving away as much when right. it comes to TV shows. Granted, if it's like at the end of an episode where they're trying to say next Dude, week, watch you, this. That's, no, <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I even I try to avoid those because especially if it's like a half hour TV show. Yeah, like they will yeah. show so much. Yeah, I mean. I don't know, for Agents of Shield, uh, it's just like after the, like the pretty much the two hour clip is like let's show you the first three quarters of the episode. You'll have to stay and watch to see what happens at the end. Yeah, and it's like well, we wanted to ex- see all that next week. Yeah, but whatever. You know, I just watched an episode. I feel mm-hmm. like that should that episode alone should make me want to watch the next one. Yeah. Well, granted, but... TV shows can't always do that. True. Um, but yeah. Uh, okay, so. Back to the news because we've just did a lot of trailers. Um, <laughs> yeah. Runaways, which last week we talked about all of the kids that it was casting, yeah. uh, has casted uh, the parents. Uh, and they've rounded out the cast. Um, I think I could go into depth as to who all the uh, parents are playing, um, but you know, there, a there's a parents. lot of parents, there's a lot of things. I think a couple highlights, uh, or I think probably the the biggest highlight or the one that I've seen people talking about the most. Uh, James uh, Marsters, I think I'm saying that right. Something uh, like that. Yeah, who uh, played? Who was in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Angel, uh, and Torchwood? Uh, who he has a pretty uh, big following. He's playing uh, Victor Stein, who was the father of Chase. Okay. Um, so that'll be interesting to see uh, another well-known person uh, come to life uh, in the in the Marvel TV universe. Yeah. Um, so that's exciting. Uh, you know, like, like we mentioned last week, I'm super excited for the Runaways. Um, yeah. Yeah. Let me know when they cast the dinosaur, in whatever form it takes. Yes, old lace. I'm. I'm really excited to see what they do with that because that I would expect that to be expensive. Yeah. Because it's, it's a dinosaur, and they can't just rent a dinosaur. <laughs> you sure? I mean, if they if they could, I think I would know about it. <laughs> I've been looking, and I have found nothing so far. So. All right, well, you heard it here, folks. No renting dinosaurs. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, now, before we get into the Lego Batman movie, we have a couple more things to talk about. One, I wanted to check back in on Powerless. Yep. So. Um, which we talked about last week. Uh, they had their second episode uh, about the Wayne Dream Team. We kind of see the team kind of form together a little bit more. Yeah. It seemed uh, a little more cohesive than the pilot did. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure it took a full step away from generic office comedy, but mm-hmm. it took a half step, I think. You know, they integrated uh, the sort of superhero universe in mm-hmm. as like a kind of side thing where the uh, employees of the company are having a superhero draft instead yeah, of like a football draft. The, yeah, instead of fantasy football, they're doing a fantasy superhero yeah stuff which uh is i thought that was that was a clever premise i thought they uh you know did it pretty well um i do think just going back to generic office tv show the the main premise of the episode was uh that uh, vanessa hudgens character really wanted to be the friendly boss that was friends with all the employees and didn't yeah you know get it you know that was liked by everyone, but also got everyone to work really hard. And 
all that stuff. So that is a cliched, overused office. Yeah. You know, that was pretty much the entire first two seasons of The Office. You know, it's mm-hmm. a couple episodes of Parks and Rec with uh, Leslie Nope doing that too. I mean, it's it, it that's that one story is kind of overplayed. I think the new spin of having it in the world of superheroes made it, you know, made it watchable. Yeah, I enjoyed it. It was a fun episode, some funny jokes. You know, like we said last week, the cast is great. Yeah, um, but you know, yeah, yeah. This episode kind of solidified my mind that you know. Uh, Ron Funches and uh, Alan Tudyk are the best part of this show. I think. Yeah, no, uh, they're they're amazing. They are both can steal any scene that they're in, uh, which is great. Um, but I think hopefully the show adds a little bit more. Yeah, at least umph to their story and to how they're going forward. Um, yeah, kind of on the opposite. Uh, opposite side of the superhero spectrum uh is legion which is the new marvel x-men tv show that just premiered um last wednesday i believe uh and i watched the pilot ryan you have not it's correct it's really good yeah uh it's unlike any superhero thing i've seen before how so um so the premise of the show is that there's this kid uh who is he is a he's a schizophrenic uh-huh or they think he's a schizophrenic or we don't entirely know the whole situation uh-huh but and by kid i mean like he's in his he's in his 20s but like growing up yeah they had a whole like grow up like scene where he's getting young to old and whatever uh but it's about this person that they view him as having schizophrenia but also we see these things that like he has this power we can like you know, he's telepathic and can make things fly. Is that the right? Tele- telekinetic. Telekinetic. Yeah. Close enough. He's, he's telekinetic and he can make things, uh, you know, fly around and, you know, uh-huh. stuff with his mind. Um, but because of, uh, and we see that. And the thing that the show does really well is we don't know that it's an X-Men or Marvel TV show. And frankly, if we if I didn't know that it was an X-Men show walking into it, I wouldn't even know that that was real. I would assume that that was just his, you know, that yeah. was just his mind going crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but as the episode went along, uh, I mean, I don't want to spoil anything cause I want, uh, you Ryan and also everyone listening to, to watch it. Cause I, I really enjoyed it. Um, you know, it goes into this whole thing where, you know, his, his girlfriend disappears and, you know, he needs to go rescue her or find her or what? Not go rescue her and find her. But this thing happens and it gets funky. Uh, I don't want to add too much to it. The uh-huh. cast of Legion is great. Um, it has Dan Stevens starring. Um, you may know him uh, as, or you may soon know him as Beast in Beauty and the Beast. Oh, um, and he's great in this. Uh, I think he gives a really awesome performance. Um, and I think probably my favorite part of the episode mm-hmm. uh, is uh, is another cast member uh, is Aubrey Plaza uh, from Parks and Rec. Oh yeah, she's on. She's in the show. She plays one of uh, the psych ward or mental hospital patients. Uh-huh. Um, 
and she's I'm not entirely sure how to explain her character, but like Aubrey Plaza is just like the perfect fit for the role, and it's okay. It's a funny, it's a interesting, a crazy, uh, a, a good role for her. So, okay, is this like a overall? Is this like a light? It's not a lighthearted TV no, show. No, 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 this no, doesn't no, no, sound lighthearted. It is uh, very much from that. It's very much a psychological thriller type thing. Okay. Um. Where not necessarily in like the scary way, uh, just in the fact that you have no idea what's happening, uh-huh. and like you're just getting all the information. And unlike other TV shows such as Westworld, where it just like here's more information and more information and more information. Uh-huh. This show, they're just confusing the crap out of you. Yeah. Uh, until you know it finally gets to the point where it's like, oh, well, hopefully where it gets to the point where you can kind of see where all the pieces come together. But yeah. Um. Yeah, but it's really interesting. It's it's unlike anything superhero I've seen before, and frankly, at this point, it isn't a superhero TV show. Yeah, it's the show about this guy with schizophrenia who's trying to figure out what's going on with him. <laughs> yeah. Um. So it, it it's it's really good. I I recommend it to anyone to watch it. It might not be everyone's favorite type of show. I don't think it's your mm-hmm. type of show because you know, at least for us, I know that we prefer lighthearted. Yeah. Uh, things you know, like Guardians, in terms of the movies and stuff like that, but. It's just done really well. Okay, can you uh, explain really quick that this is, it's a Marvel TV show, a, but it's about X-Men? It is a, uh, it's an X-Men TV show about X-Men characters. Uh-huh. Um, Marvel, it's a Marvel X-Men TV show. They both have their name on the show. Uh-huh. Um, just because it's Marvel characters and Marvel has the rights for TV, for X-Men. Okay, so Marvel has yes. the TV rights, but Fox still has the, the movie, movie rights. rights. Fox wanted to make the TV show. I uh-huh. said, hey, Marvel, want to make a TV show? Or, hey, Marvel, we want to make a TV show. This is actually really interesting. Different uh-huh. note from the TV show. Legion is is an X-Men show that is on a Fox network. Yeah. That must mean Fox said, we want to make this TV show. Marvel, let's make a deal. Now, I don't yeah. know what this deal is. Uh-huh. But there is a chance that this deal might potentially lead to something down the road in either the Marvel Cinematic Universe mm-hmm. or, you know, the Marvel TV Universe or something like that, where either they wanted to take a character or maybe they, you know, did a handshake deal for getting the Fantastic Four into the MCU. I mean, I don't want to get my hopes yeah. up too high, but <laughs> the possibilities of how this deal got done, it, it's really interesting to think about how yeah. it might play out. So they're, you know... Fox owes Marvel a favor somewhere along the line. Yes, and I am very excited to figure out what that favor is. Yep. Um, okay, so we have one last piece of news. Uh, Batman, uh, the movie, or The Batman, I think it's called, uh, recently lost its director, uh, Ben Affleck. Uh, I'm not entirely sure the reason why. There have been some yeah. speculation, but nothing. Yeah. But he's still acting as he's the still Batman. He's still Batman. Uh, ben Affleck is still... Uh, Batman. Uh, he's not directing, but he will still star in it. He's still a uh, a good hunky person to yep to save Gotham City. Um, but they have found a new director. Yeah. Uh, to take the uh, to take his place, uh, and in that director, they found Matt Reeves. Uh, right now, he's an early talk, so there still might be some room that he will drop out or whatever, and given. Given some of DC's track record, 
think he might drop out yeah um, if the deal doesn't get worked out but regardless i think matt reeves is a really great uh person for he's batman yeah he's got some good movies like Mm -hmm. of the right tone too on this on his list yeah Yeah. no he he did uh uh he, he has done uh Two of the, or he's doing. He has done one of the Planet of the Apes movies, uh, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, which is very good, and also a mouthful. It's true. <laughs> um, uh, he he did that. Uh, he's doing War for the Planet of the Apes, also a mouthful. Uh, yes. Um, however, I think it's a little bit better because there's no of the of the. Yeah. Uh, the two of those is a little bit much, but you know what? That movie's already been made. It already made a bunch of money. <laughs> so who might complain? Uh, and then also. Um, Matt Reeves directed a uh, Cloverfield, um, which is you know uh, a horror you know handheld yeah. camera movie that you know it was one of those low budget big you yeah know, big reception like people didn't know what was happening and people really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I heard a lot about that movie when it came out. It seemed to do pretty well. Yeah, um, and I mean we haven't seen it again. It's a horror movie. You don't like scary stuff. Yep. Um, but you know, it's, uh, it, it, it has done well and yeah. So I am excited to see, uh, what Matt Reeves does with Batman. Um, let's see if he's changing up the story and he's seeing if he's changing up the character. Yep. Um, but regardless, I'm excited. Same. Speaking of Batman. Ding, ding, ding. Topic time. Lego Batman. So we're going to kind of organize this so we want to have a spoiler free discussion Mm -hmm. at the beginning for everybody who will see this movie uh, at some point and doesn't want to have it spoiled for them Mm -hmm. and then we will sound the spoiler alarm and we will you know have a full discussion of the plot and Mm -hmm. the details for people who do not wish to see the movie or have already seen it or that because yes. the movie came out and i guess right the, right there are i would assume the people that are listening to the end of this podcast generally are batman fans because they go batman fans so i don't know i'm not sure if all of them will but i think there will be some people who when they listen to the ending have already seen the movie it's so, fair or people who haven't seen the movie you can tune out and then tune back in yeah uh after you have and you can hear our thoughts um, about uh, what we thought when they killed Batman at the end of the movie. Yeah, it was terrible. It was the worst. Wait, no, that was. We're, we're, we're kidding. Anyway, it, it, it's a kid, it's a kids movie. They're not going to kill Batman. Twice. <laughs> yeah. So I'm assuming some people, uh, a fair number of people, have seen this movie because it made a decent amount of money. Yes, it has. Uh, as of now, has won the weekend. Yeah. Uh, and it's also a pretty big weekend for movies. Not only, uh, as I mentioned earlier, is it going up against John Wick 2, mm-hmm. which, you know, fans and critics are both really enjoying. Yeah. Uh, it is also beaten Fifty Shades Darker, which That's is every movie. mom's favorite movie. <laughs> and by every mom, I mean a select few moms that wouldn't... I, I Actually, I don't know the demographic for this movie. Yeah, I don't either. I think it's mom's that were young enough to watch like the twilight movies but like are now old enough to be that's a very small like age range there i guess i don't know i mean the reason i say that is because 50 shades of gray uh mm-hmm. and the whole series was originally a twilight fanfic yes so i don't know maybe that's just the author of the book 
um, yeah. just fit into that category. But yeah. you know, it's I think it's it's either that group of people mixed with just moms that need a night out <laughs> while their child goes and sees just Lego Batman. Yes, that's that's moms. You should do that. Or, or just see Lego Batman because it's, yeah. it's a much better movie. Yeah. So yeah, do, see Lego Batman. You don't need to see. Besides the point. Uh, but Lego Batman did win the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, really, uh, really exciting. Uh, critically, it has uh, done uh, really well. Uh, current or last I checked, above ninety. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Um, I don't know the exact number because uh, I have forgotten. But it's a good number. That he's totally not looking up right now. Nope, I'm not stalling. If I had to guess, it would be a 91% on 181 reviews. Uh, but, you know, don't quote me on that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, it's, it is uh, done uh, really well. It's uh, pe- People have thought that it was a really entertaining, uh, good look at Batman. Um, yeah funny you know which isn't something you usually say about batman anymore yes there have been some some missteps yeah uh, with well really only one misstep depending on what you thought of batman versus superman yeah the the other batman uh the christopher nolan batmans were they were good yeah um albeit a little bit long but they were good um but yeah they certainly were not uh light-hearted movies like this one was no this one is very light-hearted yes yes um, so that being said, uh, we don't really care about what everyone else thinks. We just care about what we think. Exactly. Uh, Ryan, what did you think of the movie? I enjoyed it very much. Mm-hmm. You know, I think like we said, it was lighthearted. It was fun. Uh, they had a, a little bit of the, the, from a little bit of the, the fun from the Lego movie, mm-hmm. uh, that kind of carried over, but it was also distinct enough in its own way. You know, they weren't pulling a whole bunch of characters and making forced tie-ins to make this shared universe. It was just kind yeah. of there. Yeah, it was just kind of... I would say, in, in comparison to like what they're doing in the DC and Marvel Universe, where they're trying to build a whole universe, uh, trying to do all the stuff, I felt like this is they took all of the Batman universe and compressed it and like took you know, all the great parts of it and you know made fun of it. Yeah, um, <laughs> exactly. You know, and... I, I agree. I also really enjoyed this movie. Um, I thought it was a lot of fun. I thought uh, they, uh, they they had they had a lot of references to the original Batman, um, or to the well, to, not to the original to all the uh, Batman. Oh yeah, um, all the stuff you know, all the way back to Adam West. You know, <laughs> through there's uh, a great moment in the movie when they do that too. Yeah, um, you know, and and they just make tons of references to, you know, to to all you know marvel dc stuff they have a couple um you know self-deprecating jokes about uh you know about the 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 current state the current state of superhero movies and stuff like that and yeah uh but i i I thought uh it it was really funny and and it was it was a good movie it was you know they have just so many characters from the batman universe in it Mm -hmm. you know and yet it's seemed to i mean by necessity of what the movie ultimately was about it was just boiled down to these you know these three four characters uh who really got Mm -hmm. a lot of in-depth 
moments uh you know but yeah they weren't like they kind of came in seamlessly i felt it would never felt like oh we have to make a reference to this person and bring them in it was i think very well written well yeah i mean i think in comparison to uh you know the other studios where they're trying to build the world it's not like well we have to make a reference to this thing so it makes sense yeah going forward they had well we have to make a reference to this thing because this thing is an important part of the batman history so they could even just drop in like a little just sprinkle of of a joke mm-hmm. that you know not everyone will get but like we get that that's a you know a clear reference to you know the original tv show which you know not everyone has watched or seen anything but like they just see that one little frame and that's like oh yeah I get that. That's really funny. Yeah. It's a little treat for the people who really care and the people who don't know it. You know, it doesn't take anything away. Yeah. And on top of that, it's a really fast paced movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, Or at least when it comes to the comedy elements, Uh, it's just joke after joke. So even if like there's one joke that you don't understand, like wait three seconds, two, three lines later, it'll be one that you will. It'll be, you know, if you are more of the Michael Keaton era of Batman, like maybe like they, they kind of like rotate through the different Batmans when they're making their jokes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, 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 I they, they did a lot of that. Um, something else that's uh, kind of interesting about this movie is, you know, as, as all Batman fans know, he probably has the best gallery of rogues in, Oh yeah. You know, in forever. And while you did mention the story is focused on these four main characters, um, just to specify, Barbara Gordon, uh, Batman, Robin, uh, and Alfred, yeah. who's kind of like the main, the main group of the film. There's just so many cameos that you know pop up. Yeah, I mean, even 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 in like the trailers, just to, to to make a point. But like, on top of that, of all these cameos, it's just really talented people. Even if they have like one or two lines. Are like still in the movie. Like, yeah, everyone has a great moment. Like, like everyone, like even if they have like one or two lines, they have either have a great moment or they have a great whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, like S- Superman, who isn't in the movie very much because yeah, it's a Batman movie, not a Superman movie. As Batman will consistently remind you. Yes, uh, it's still voiced by Channing Tatum. Yeah, Green Lantern <laughs> only had maybe one or two lines. Jonah Hill. <laughs> it's like I think after the Lego movie they were able to just pull in so much great talent. Yeah, and just because people really in, enjoyed uh uh enjoyed being a part of the process um you know with doing the voices of maybe the original or, or people just wanted to be involved in Batman. Yeah. Um but you know maybe they can't do it in like an action movie cuz they're, you know, it's hard to have a lot of cameos on set, but yeah. they want to bring in like a comedian or someone that really likes it, you know, voice can, acting. So, is, someone can just yeah. stop by for a day and and give their two cents. So, yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, so what going back to uh, actors or saying on actors, uh, let's go back to, I guess the core four. Um, what did you think of the performances of Will Arnett as Batman, uh, Michael Sarah as Robin, uh, Rosario Dawson as Batgirl and uh, Ray Fiennes as Alfred. I think they were pretty good. I mean, Will Arnett was Batman in the Lego Movie yes, as well, was. so I think he he. I mean, he wasn't the main character in that, but he was a pretty big character. Yes, and he I think totally owned it 
in the Batman movie. Yeah. He was, I mean, he was Batman, like the, the jokey, but also I'm determined to be dark and emo kind of Batman, uh, yeah. that was just perfect for this movie. Yeah. And Will Arnett is, you know, his one, his voice is just good and fits the role. Mm-hmm. Um, but two, I think it's also, uh, he, you know, he's a good comedic actor and he knows how to, yeah, how to deliver a good Batman. You know, it, it works. There's a reason they cast him. Uh, I, I mean, I also really liked uh, Michael Sarah as Robin. Um, yeah, you know, it's he was just like a a, a funny kid. Um, just how they did it, uh, or how how he gave his performances. You know, it's just goofy Michael Sarah making a whole bunch of, <laughs> you know, just kind of acting kind of weird and kind of strange and. Yeah, I came across as funny, and I, I really liked it. Yeah, I mean, I was uh, actually very much impressed with Batwoman, that whole mm-hmm. the whole Barbara Gordon character in general. Yeah, uh, I mean, I think she was, apart from being a you know a powerful female, she was also just like charismatic and like played well off of batman's determined to be alone kind of character yeah and, I, and thinking about it now um they uh batgirl barbara gordon uh that character is actually one of the more developed more interesting female roles like mm-hmm. yes there are times when it's like clear she's there for to be the love interest to batman however how she how at least how how Rosario Dawson does the voice and how they've made her performance on, you know, through the animation. Uh-huh. It's like, other than like a couple of the, a couple of, a little bit of that stuff going on with Batman and her, for the most part, like she's a badass, you know, woman who's like, ha- she has depth. She, you know, yeah, she has her reasons for wanting to do things. It's not like she's, you know, I'm a lady in charge. Yeah. Like- Listen to me and blah, 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 blah. Like, and like they like often is is done to kind of maybe to kind of pander to females like if they give a, a female like well I don't know we don't have any females maybe we'll put a female as president and you know that'll yeah that that'll make everyone feel better about the lack of female characters and I think with this character with Rosario Dawson they definitely did that and they gave her you know a real role she was able to you know play it out um, and give a good solid performance and yeah and it worked um yeah um actually one more cast member thought i gave a great job uh-huh uh siri uh the voice on oh, everyone's yes. on everyone's <laughs> iphones and macbooks uh played the voice of uh pooter uh which is short for computer of course um, batman doesn't have time to say words completely yes and it's it, it is done it is done well uh and that you know Granted, uh, I don't know. I I I just think it was a, just a fun little tidbit that you know. Oh, it was. It was. C- Siri was you know in the. Movie. It's not really much of a spoiler, but like Siri has a role throughout the entire thing. It wasn't just like that one or two. Yeah, it two 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 jokes that they had in the trailer. Like Siri <laughs> kind of stays throughout. Yeah. Siri's not just like a punchline. She's part of it. She she is the Jarvis of the movie. Yeah, uh, basically. Yeah, so it's. It it, it, was, it works. It's definitely a, a great call on their part, I think. Yeah. All right. Do you have anything else you want to say without 
ruining the movie? Go see this movie. Okay. All right. So you're about to get into the spoiler section. However, before we do that, a quick word from uh, me. Um, <laughs> just to let you know, if you're ducking out now, just make sure that you give us a good rating uh, and subscribe on iTunes and SoundCloud. Uh, and also uh, like our Facebook page to stay updated. Um, also, uh, listen to On Set with Errol Koenig, um, which is an awesome podcast that I also do. Uh, you know, we, our most recent one, Emily Dell, I talked about it last week. Um, really great interview. I have another one uh, should be coming out this week. Um, so stay tuned for that. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for listening. Um, now time to get to all the spoilers. All right. Spoiler time. Yay. Spoilers. All right. So I can't believe they killed Batman. I know. Right. <laughs> uh, well, if you actually, if you've seen the movie, you know that Batman yeah. does not die. Yeah. Well, no. Technically, well, when, when, no, actually, no. The Phantom Zone isn't. Dead. Yeah. It's. It could be considered as death, but. It only looks like a representation as an of heaven. Of heaven or, yeah. Or not heaven. It didn't really look like hell, despite the fact that's where they send all their bad guys. Yeah. It looked a lot like heaven. Yeah. And, well, so yeah. So uh, spoilers. Um, well, we can get into the nitty gritty. Um. So, favorite parts, um, you know, that included, you know, maybe exact jokes that we can talk about. I mean, by far my favorite part was uh, with the jo- uh, after the Joker had released all the Warner Brother owned villains from the Phantom Zone. Yes. Because uh, that's a thing they did in the movie, if you hadn't. Yes. Watched. Voldemort and uh, Sauron. Sauron and Godzilla. Which I now, which I now know because I watched one of the, those three movies i mean i don't really know that much about it but <sighs> like it was like i recognize that guy it's a big eye on a stick yeah we'll get to the other movies <laughs> at some point but yeah they had all these great bad guys uh fighting and you know some of them have great moments but together i think they make a great like collective mm-hmm. if it makes sense where a lot of the chaos, you know, is, I mean, seeing it animated in the Lego style was very cool, mm-hmm. but also the way they they were worked together and then also, like, were able to focus on, like, what their particular villainous power was, mm-hmm. I think was very well done. And then seeing how Batman and Barbara and Robin and Alfred worked mm-hmm. around slash with that was very cool. Yeah. Uh, I agree. I think... My favorite parts um, uh, were just a lot of the references that they had mm-hmm. to other thing or to like previous things, and I really like when they just throw in those little you know stuff for fans of the series. Like there was you know a couple mon- montages where they were like running through all the different types of Batman. Like Adam West had a oh yeah like they, they they had a picture from Adam West where they you know had a. I mean, they, they 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 literally showed all of the different types of Batman, uh, and you know, yeah, I, I thought that was great. I thought they did a lot of jokes. They made uh, a couple jokes um, to the Suicide Squad because they had the Joker, they had Harley, yeah, uh, they had uh, Killer Croc, which Killer Croc had probably one of the jokes that I found hilarious, yeah, um, but not that many other people did, um, but. Or, I, or at least picked up on it, but like Killer Croc, one of the Suicide Squad, mm-hmm. uh, he has you know 
in in the Suicide Squad, he has you know, he has a role where he plays a guy that beats up other people, um, but he yeah. doesn't. You know, it's more Deadshot. It's more Harley Quinn. Yeah. You know, doing stuff. Um, you know, he doesn't really have any lines because he doesn't really talk that much because he's you know part crocodile or yeah. whatever. I mean, that, that's the character, and I think in Suicide Squad, it's played well. Mm-hmm. Uh, that being said. The character doesn't do a whole lot. Yeah. And in this movie, there was one part where the killer croc um, in the beginning was planting the bomb on the place. Um, what was the place? The, the, it was like the, the power the, the power plant, plant. or the, something like that. Yeah. Um, but like the killer clock was playing, placing the, this bomb on there so it could set up a whole big explosion. And then, like, when he was doing Healed, yay, I finally get to do something. <laughs> I was cracking up. Yeah. Uh, I think Ryan got the joke because I was laughing so much. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, there was a lot of, uh, you know, really great stuff like that um, just throughout. Didn't he plant the bomb in Suicide Squad, too? Uh, Wasn't that a thing in the, well, the last in, battle? In Suicide Squad, <laughs> what he did is he turned the bomb on because <laughs> oh it, 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 it's right, actually right, right. it's a similar thing yeah because like in in this in suicide squad pretty much what he was doing was like i haven't really done anything yet let me go down and swim and turn on the bomb so it can blow up this guy mm-hmm. and that's very similar to his role in this movie like, <laughs> let me go put the bomb he did something yeah. Uh, yeah i thought that was hilarious it's yeah they had lots of great great little things like that yeah little little nuggets for all the for all yeah. the fans. Um, but the, the big one that I think everyone wants to know about is what did you think of the Joker? Well, uh, I thought Zach Galifianakis, uh, as the Joker, he did a good job. I mean, this is a very different Joker than we've seen before. Because yeah. one of the defining characteristics of the Joker in almost every other iteration is that he, you know, is a psychopath, sociopath. He, you know... Mm-hmm. is insane yeah the joker in this version is the opposite he has a lot of feelings <laughs> like yeah you know it's probably more so than this is you know like it, although there is a little bit of like romance between batman uh and barbara gordon in this mm-hmm. the pretty much the whole point of this was like an anti-romance between batman and the joker yeah like joker wanted to be like you know his arch rival and like Batman was like, you know, no, you're not Superman is. And Joker was like, no, yes, I am. So let me destroy Gotham. And, yeah. you know, and it was playing on the whole, whole, you know, Batman's a loner. And like, he doesn't want to have any connections even if, like to the bad guys. And, yeah. Like I can't name him my arch nemesis. Cause then, you know, that'll be a connection. And he wants to be alone. And, mm-hmm. and, and that's a big point, point of the story. Cause that's, I mean, the movie's based around Batman wanting to or not wanting to have a family, yeah, and have any connections. But then he accidentally adopts a son, and you know, literally accidentally. Yes, no, he accidentally adopts a son. That's where Robin comes in. Uh, and then, you know, Alfred, like who has been like a surrogate father, Batman has been pushing away, but then also is still there mm-hmm. as a father. And then sorry, Dawson comes in there, and it's. And like, that's a huge part of the movie, um, about the family and Batman. You know, having people, yeah, that he 
cares about, whether it be positive, like, you know, uh, Robin, Batgirl, and Alfred, or negative, as in the Joker. Yeah, I think it. the writers very deliberately used uh, relationship language when they were when Joker and Batman were talking, yes. you know, there there's whole scenes with the, uh, you know, where Joker is you know, talking to Batman and he's got all of the other supervillains with him, you know, and it's straight things, you know, mm-hmm. about them, about Joker saying he wants to break up, you know, he's doing this because you don't recognize me, mm-hmm. you know, you yeah. never say you hate me anymore, Batman. Yeah, it's it's just it's it's done a really great uh tongue in cheek way with like Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's the exact they're saying the exact opposite of like what like how they're saying it. Yeah. Uh and it's it's done, you know, in a really fun yeah, fun way. Um so that being said, this movie, I thought, as great as it was, I thought it could have been a lot better. I kind of agree, yeah. Uh, while I think the movie was a lot of fun and there was a bunch of, a lot of really great references to the other, you know, Batman and DC and all that stuff, it, it probably, there could have been a couple changes that would have made it more impactful. So how, what are a couple ways that you think it straight? Uh, there was something about the beginning that felt off, like to, maybe it just took me a little longer than it should have to get mm-hmm. connected to the characters. You know, the Joker's entrance, I feel it was probably just because I saw like a trailer beforehand of basically the Joker's entrance. Uh, so as soon as I saw that mm-hmm. scene start, I knew it was coming. And so I didn't, I wasn't impacted by it. Yeah. So what did you think of the entrance in particular for the Joker? Well, I avoided the trailers a little bit for this movie, not as much as I have for, for other movies, but um, I, I did try to stay away a little bit. So I don't think I had the same exact reaction. However, mm-hmm. it I, I it, it didn't really impact me that much. It I, I didn't really, it, it wasn't really a moment that struck me. It wasn't like we, yeah. whether or not it was in the trailer or not. I think it was it was fine. It served its purpose. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, it didn't have any oomph to it. Yeah. Which is, you know, for the Joker, usually you expect that kind of dramatic mm-hmm. oomph to it, like you said. But it just, I think the Joker was kind of lacking that. Yeah, or at, le- at least in the beginning. Yeah. Um, I-, I think at the, at, like, in the very beginning, I thought the Joker was, eh. At the end of the movie... He was After great. he like got all the Phantom Zone supervillains, yeah, like after like he got all the Phantom Zone supervillains, and he started plotting and started, you know, doing stuff rather than just setting up the story. Yeah, uh, he got he, he became a more interesting, well-rounded, funny character. Yeah, um, so yeah, I I, I I agree. In the beginning, not the best in the world, but or at least for the Joker. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it wasn't bad. It just, yeah, it wasn't as good as I was hoping it would be. Yeah. I mean, it's whatever there's, I think at least for me, there was a lot of other 
things to take away that was positive from the Joker's performance. Mm-hmm. That that wasn't even a moment that like left me feeling, I guess, huh. feeling empty. I mean, I don't know. And it, that's one of those tough scenes because you need to have some way for Batman to... Like, starting a movie is really hard, especially one yeah. like this, because you need to do a couple things. One, you need to set the tone. It needs to be funny because it's a comedy. It needs to have a lot of action because it's a superhero movie. Uh, it needs to set um, what the message of the movie is. It uh-huh. needs to set that into play. It needs to state the theme in some way, yeah. whether it be you know kind of direct or it be kind of roundabout. Um, and there's a lot of things that they had to do. And I think for a superhero movie... Oftentimes, starting off with like this big battle where you can just drop, you know, Batman into and see how it, in like have him save the day. Yeah. Uh, it's, I mean, that's, that's really all you need. Mm-hmm. You could use more, probably want some more, but all you need is just say, "Here, Batman, go save the day." I mean, which he like, did. Which he did, and you know that's. It it did the point of what the scene was trying to do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's you know. Yeah. And it, and it was a good scene. It wasn't the best scene in the movie. It wasn't the funniest scene in the movie. And I think part of the reason why it didn't have as much of an oomph, at least for you and for me too, uh, was because there were other scenes in the movie that were just much funnier, that were had much cooler action. You know, like at the very at the last or one of the last scenes in the movie. When, you know, the family is, like, fighting to, you know, escape. Um, it had, like, Batman and Robin were fighting. And, yeah. like, whenever they punched a bad guy, they had, like, the... Yeah. Had, like, the pow bubbles come up. And it's like, like, this is perfect. Yeah. Like, th- this is this is what Batman needs. Um, and I think just in comparison to scenes like that, you know, obviously the movie has to ramp up to somewhere. Yeah. Um, and I think it was fine for what... For what it was and what it had to do, but you know, could have been better. Definitely. And I think also, if they started the movie at a higher point, mm-hmm. there is a chance that the movie could have felt like it was getting worse and worse, and True. not as entertaining. Like if they had all the powers and like the first scene, you know, and the end, it wouldn't have been as impactful. Yeah. Or what? However, they wanted to play it. Mm-hmm. That being said, I think probably the biggest thing for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the part that I think was that could have been improved the most was also my favorite part. Really? Yeah. I thought there were so many really funny jokes about, you know, about Batman, about, you know, Lego, about like like little side things where they have like small characters on the side of the screen yell something out. You yeah. Know, you know, and, 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 it's, and it's funny. And, you know, I thought all, you know, that's my that's my favorite part of these movies. Like like I said, I thought it was great. However, they had so much of that. I thought I thought they had they, there, there was points that I thought they had too much. And I thought that it was taking away from the story a little bit. I thought the end point when Batman had to overcome his emotional thing and, you know, have his family. I, I was like close to like getting the feels, but like yeah, there, I felt like the story was so crowded and so distracted by having all of these little jokes and whatnot uh, throughout the beginning of the movie that it came across as it, it wasn't as impactful 
when the ending came along. Yeah. And, you know, it, it, it's, I don't know how I would have changed it because, like, if I was writing the script, I would have added even more. <laughs> uh, just because, you know, those are the funnest things to write. Those are, you know, it's like, I want to write this because this is fun. You know, it's, yeah. that's, I don't know. I yeah. mean, I mean, I am a film major and I've done a little bit of writing. And, like, whenever I've written, the majority of my scripts have at least three stupid references that no one understands uh, until, you know, uh, uh, until my teacher questions me for why, why I'm having uh, this in this three page script, why I'm having uh, these Mormon characters talk for about a third of it. Uh, I may or may not have quoted uh, book of Mormon, uh, the first song, hello uh, in one of my scripts. That being said, it was funny. Like two people in my class thought it was hilarious. The rest did not get it. Yep. But regardless, those two people were very happy, and my mission was accomplished. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Lego Batman. That's Had, what we're talking about. Yes, Lego Batman. Very similar. Has way too many references to, you know, all the all this Batman things like back. Back to back to my project. I even I called the character Fred Rogers because that's the name of Mister Rogers from Mister Rogers' Neighborhood. I yeah. named his neighbor like the annoying neighbor from the, you know, from the TV show. You know, just because 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 you could, could. yeah, because I could because it was you know funny for me and Lego Batman was very similar. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I, I how think they did that having so many jokes was you know it was a. It was a detriment in that, mm-hmm. you know, the uh, trying to switch between these very funny references and then mm-hmm. going right back to like the the kind of deep moral of the story, yeah, sort of thing. They flip flopped so quickly between them. And yeah, it was it was a little much, and the mm-hmm. all the family, the importance of family parts of it felt like way too much. I don't know if you got the well, you felt here's that the thing. too, but here's it was the like thing. I thought that the movie I didn't necessarily think that it was way too much. I thought that that could have been done a little bit better too. Because mm-hmm. I wanted you know, I, I wanted to like to like shed a tear while watching that part and like I almost got there. Yeah. It wasn't done well enough. I mean, granted I am a sappy person and you know, I I've mm-hmm. turned into someone that cries at most sad or sad yeah. or happy or whatever things but you know it's it it could it, it wasn't done as well as it could have been it wasn't done as well as it should have been like i think they spent too much too much time focusing on you know on, on fan service getting you know all the references and all the yeah you know all, all those all, all those batman and all those you know things in the movie yeah um i don't know if i could put it put my finger on it but that's probably what it was because like you know this movie was similar, I think, to like Finding Dory, at least to me, in that, you know, as soon as you know the premise, like it's called Finding Dory, you know, yeah. Dory goes missing to look for her parents, or uh, in this case, you know, Batman is very lonesome and the Joker feels hurt because of it, sort of thing. Like you know, oh, Batman's going to learn how to, you know, have connections. Okay, Dory's so... going to find her parents. Okay, like. Uh, I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I do. However, at least for me in Finding Dory, I thought that would be the example of what I would 
try to aspire that family stuff. No, yes, too. that's my point. Okay. I cried during Finding Dory. So did I. Many I times. did not for Batman, despite you know. So like, knowing what was going to come felt like a detriment in Batman, but it wasn't in Finding Dory. Yeah, and I mean, that's asking something really hard. That I mean, yes, you know, it's. Grant, when you're comparing anything to Pixar, it's hard unless you're comparing it to Cars 2, in which case... It's okay. You don't have to. <laughs> That's fine. It was, it was a fun movie. It came out years ago. Kids enjoyed it. Yeah. It's fine. Besides the point. But, you know, it's... Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I mean, Finding Dory was, you know, a really great movie. And I think if, if they... I mean, I'm not saying they should have tried to emulate it because, in a sense, that's that's what they were doing with trying to get the family stuff in there. Yeah. But it's just, it's one of those tough things that, you know, I, I don't know how to write a good, you yeah. know, a good emotional, or, I mean, I, I can get close, maybe, because I have a little bit of reading writing experience, but, you know, it's it's one of those things where it's hard to hit that emotional sweet spot. Yeah, definitely. Um, and a lot of movies don't do it. I think this movie was close. I think they had the right intentions. Um, they were going in the right direction. However, it you know it was either they didn't spend enough, not enough time on it, but enough seriousness on it. Yeah. Versus, because I, I think kind of how Batman is played and how you know Will Arnett does it, it works great for all the funny Batman stuff. Mm-hmm. However, for all like the serious stuff, it still comes across as kind of funny. Yeah, uh, and I think that kind of takes away a little bit from, from you know when it gets to the serious stuff at the end. Yeah, with, you know the importance of family and all that. You know, versus Ellen's performance and Finding Dory, where you know she was able to, you know, at least for me, convince us to do it. Yeah. Not not that Will Arnett's Batman is bad because it's hilarious Fantastic. and it's great. But, yeah, you know, yeah, it it like just missed the note that it needed. And it's probably just one of those, you know, writing things that no one really mm-hmm. knows why one thing is better than the other. But I don't know. Yeah. Um, so uh, one thing we have not talked about with this movie mm-hmm. at all, which I'm just thinking about it now. We are talking about this Batman movie, but it's not just a Batman movie. It's a Lego Batman movie. We yeah. have not mentioned the fact that this was made uh, with Lego, or pr- pretty much with Legos. That you know, it's done in the same style of animation as the Lego movies, where yeah. the entire world, you know, looks and is a digital approximation of if it was made with Legos. Yeah, which in itself is just incredibly impressive, and I give a huge amount of props to the Lego movie. Oh, definitely for being for being able to do that, and I think it looks great. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, at least with the animation, it wasn't a thing that we even really thought about because it just blended so seamlessly. And, yeah. You know, it worked and it was great. They had one or two references to the fact things were Legos. Like, you know, there were, I think, two moments where Batman is like... Yeah, Batman, you know, oh, yeah I mean, I think the one thing that they did reference to going off your point uh, earlier that it wasn't really trying to build a bigger world. The only things that they did where they were trying to do that was when they had Batman go into Lego, uh, go into Master Builder mode. Yeah, um, where he was like jumping off and built that giant, you know, cat dog, you know, flying plane. Yeah. What was it called? 
I I don't know. I forget, but like the do I? It was something ridiculous, but also amazing at the same time. Yeah, I want one of those. However, those are not legal to fly and or drive around. Although I'm sure you can buy the uh, Lego version for fifty nine ninety nine. I don't know if this is the actual price, but I hope to God it is. It's close. Yeah, and the reason why I'm pausing right now is because I'm thinking it's like. Do I want to spend that money on this Lego Batman set? And the answer is yes, but like, should I? Also I? Don't, I also don't have money. <laughs> spend, but whatever. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so I think we should probably end our conversation about Lego Batman talking about the Lego part, because uh, Lego is actually has going forward has some pretty big plans. Yeah. Um. So in addition to this Lego movie. Uh, or into this Lego Batman movie and the Lego Batman movie or the Lego movie before it, uh, they have two movies coming out at some point. They have uh, the Lego movie um, sequel. Yep. And they have a Ninjago, which is the Lego Ninja yeah. series. Um, and they're making a movie of that. Now, I know only a little bit about Ninjago because I spent one family vacation with my little cousin watching some of those episodes while it was babysitting versus you who uh you're one of your younger brothers um apparently was really into it for a while yeah he was uh you know lego ninjago was a tv show mm-hmm. uh i think it actually was a set lego set series first if, I, if, if i'm not mistaken or at least with this wikipedia page is not <laughs> mistaken uh they were released at the same time okay they said, here's the TV show to promote the TV show, here's the toys, or to promote the toys, here's a TV show. Yeah. Either way, they're making money. Yeah. You know, and it centers around uh, a group of uh, ninjas or, you know. Ninja l- Legos. Yeah, basically. You can uh, get, get nin- rid of the let in Lego, it's just Ninjago. Nin- Ninja- Ninjago. Amazing. What? What just happened? Yes, and yeah. the uh, premise is that the the main character, who is a member of the Ninjago, you know, elite saving the world force, uh, his father is the main bad guy, and mm. you know, which is not unheard of in super action things, but you know, Legos. What is Star Wars again? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but uh, you know. Lego has their particular comedic style, which th- seems to come through pretty well. I think, yes. and can play off that very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm I'm excited for this movie, just because one, I think at least so far with how they've been doing their Lego movies, it's been good. And I think whenever you have a franchise that's set up to continue to be successful, mm-hmm. you know, such as this one, I mean, also such as like Marvel and Pixar, when you have a good place to start from. Yeah. Uh, I think generally you can keep it going, keep you know, keep the streak going. Sometimes you're not gonna make the greatest movie ever, but like right now, my prediction, at least on Rotten Tomatoes for this movie, is like at the lowest a seventy four, the highest like a ninety, a ninety. Yeah. So somewhere in that range, my guess, my, my guess is like mid eighties. You know, yeah. I think that's that's fair. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it'll be as as big as Lego Movie or Lego Batman. Yeah, because uh, Ninjago's are it's a much more uh, focused demographic. Yeah, um, of the kids that watch the TV show and that play with the Legos, which is a younger demographic. Yeah, 
like my, your younger brother, uh, my cousin, you know, uh, however, we are both, uh, or at least I'm an eight year old at heart. I think you're, uh, somewhere in that zone. Yeah. Something like that. You know, give or take a couple of years. Um, but yeah, it's, I'm excited. You know, it, it, it'll, it'll be a fun movie. You know, worst yeah. comes to worst. We got, we get to see Legos do some ninja moves. Yeah. Uh, and that'll be fun. And then on top of that Lego movie two, uh, should be cool. Um, just cause yeah. the first one was so great. Chris Pratt's going to be in it. Cause Chris Pratt's the best. Yes. Or is one of the best. Um, yeah. I'm kind of glad that, you know, the Lego movie universe, mm-hmm. if that's the right word for it, you know, is kind of going off in different branches. It's not like it is a shared universe, but it's also not really. And mm-hmm. that it's not quite so, so, so confined to, to what it's doing. And I think, yeah. and I think I agree. I think that that is a good thing, but the fact that we're even talking about it like this, uh, just because 10 years ago, this wasn't a thing. Yeah. I mean, Marvel started it with the whole MCU interlaced universe. Um, but you know, since then it's just gotten like, everyone's tried to copy. They've made, you know, interconnected transformers movies. They've made, you know, the DC universe. They've yeah. Like everything just trying to play off everything. And all that's, not necessarily a bad thing if it's done right mm-hmm. uh you know it might not necessarily be the greatest thing yeah in the world in some I, other cases but i think they did a good job with lego batman yeah um, i mean it yeah. kind of it makes it having all these shared universes yeah kind of feels like you know there's no room for anything new but the fact that lego universe is getting its own universe like that is yeah. something new well, i mean the thing with, with lego universe is that you know to, to some extent, it's pretty much infinite how yeah how, how wide they can go. As long as they can get, you know, companies to agree to make Lego character movies. You yeah. know, like Ninja Lego movies are making that. You know, they made a Batman movie. You know, who knows if they're going to make a Lego Justice League movie. Who knows if they're going to make, you know, a Lego Harry Potter movie. If they're going to make... Yeah. I, I mean, and by Lego Harry Potter, I mean bigger than the, you know, the lower... Not quality, but lower um, standard Lego movies that have have come out in the past. Yeah, there's also like some Marvel ones of those, and you know, I'm interested in seeing where they take it from here. I mean, on top of the movies I mentioned, there's also another spinoff movie uh, farther down the, the uh, line, the Billion Brick Race, uh, which is currently being uh, worked on by Jason Siegel uh, from How Ooh. I Met Your Mother fame and the Muppets. And also Drew Pierce, who is one of the writers uh, for Iron Man 3, um, huh. which that should be interesting. Also, fun fact about Drew Pierce, uh, he wrote, um, I guess, a first draft at a runaway script uh-huh. uh, as a movie Ooh. Uh, a couple years ago. They were thinking about doing it, decided not to do it, not making that in a TV show. That's just a little fun fact cool. uh, that is... I should add to the conversation, but yeah, no. So I'm excited to see what Lego's doing. They have a lot of stuff going on, mm-hmm. and they have the, they have a potential to keep doing a lot of great stuff. Yeah, and I think more so than any other universe, they can go as big as they want. Yeah, uh, and you know, nothing. You know, at least as of now, nothing's stopping them. Yeah, I get to the point where it's too much interconnected everything. Mm-hmm. And just isn't doing as well anymore. But until that day comes, which I don't see is happening anytime soon, 
you know, we're going to get a lot more Lego, a lot more, a lot more universe building, which, you know, yeah, I'm cool with. I enjoy universes. <laughs> Not complaining. Yeah. So, yeah, that's cool. All right. I think that's everything. That's everything. Uh, yeah. So thank you so much for listening to our episode. Um, I'll give my spiel again because I can. Um, if you like the podcast, give us a good rating. You know what? A great rating. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, and also subscribe on iTunes and SoundCloud. Five stars, please. Subscribe with five stars, but rate us great. So, something like that? Yeah. Something so, like that. Some combination of, like, if there's a number of stars between one and five, and you can give five, give that. If you don't want to give five, wait until we get a couple fives, then you can give your review just so it doesn't <laughs> mess everything up. I mean, we appreciate you listening, but, you know. And we want your feedback. Maybe maybe go to our Facebook page, like it, and message us and give us your thoughts. Great we'll idea. We'll definitely keep, keep, uh, take yep. those into account. Yep. Um, but yeah, uh, thanks for listening. Like I said, like our Facebook page, subscribe on iTunes and SoundCloud. Uh, listen to On Set with Errol Koenig, uh, the greatest podcast in the world. Yep. Uh, besides this one, uh, I think as Ryan wants me to say. Um, of course. Even though I think that that they're both Shh. equally great. Yeah. Uh, also, shout out to my grandfather for giving us the uh, the news about ours, about Infinity Wars uh, starting production. Ooh, yay, yay, Ryan's grandfather. Yes. He's a nerd. He doesn't always admit it. Why not? He should be proud. Yeah. I'm a nerd, and I'm proud. I'll admit it. Yeah. All right. So we know what? That's our podcast. Thanks for listening. Like I said, subscribe, rate, like. Do the thing. Bye. Bye.